morning. I'm Frank Powers, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, the program where I speak to our neighbors, the people behind the scenes of our amazing organizations, small businesses, and nonprofits. Our friends are informing you of how they serve our community, and they are here to give you updates on future projects. So let's make some new friends today. And today I'm fortunate enough to speak with the Tucson Rodeo Parade. Yeehaw! This colorful, exciting parade is presented each year and keeps the spirit of the first parade back in 1925. Now known as the largest non-motorized parade in the country, it still achieves its success through the community's participation and the dedicated work of its members, volunteers, and the generosity of its sponsors. So let's meet some of these fine folks today. We have chairman, we have some former chairman of this whole event, Chairman of Publicity, Sponsorship, and Public Information Officer, Diane Kulin. Diane, how are you? Welcome. I'm doing great. Thank you for having us, Frank. Oh, I'm so excited. And I'm also joined, we're joined, by Chairman of Entries and Lineup, as well as Public Information Officer, Herb Wagner. Herb, how are you doing? Doing fine, thanks. Uh, well, good morning and welcome to Lifestyle Tucson. So. I've given a little bit of hype about how excited I am for the Tucson Rodeo Parade. I love a parade, as they say, and it's really fun. It's a spectacle to be seen, a lot of great things, but let's hear from the professionals. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the Tucson Rodeo Parade? Well, from a historical standpoint, um, the Tucson Rodeo Parade began as the kickoff for the Tucson Rodeo. Now, way back in 1925, a transplanted New Yorker by the name of Leighton Kramer got together with some of the local business uh, leaders and said, we should have a rodeo here in Tucson. And they thought he was a little bit crazy because we have rodeos on the, lo on the working ranches and uh, competitions on a regular basis. But remembering back to growing up in New York and watching the Wild West shows that, trans that, that uh, passed through those areas, he wanted to have a professional rodeo where we would invite and pay competitors to be in the rodeo. And to kick that rodeo off, all participants in the rodeo had to be part of a parade that wound through downtown Tucson, past the businesses that were sponsoring it, ah. along with some other float, you know, wagons and, and cars. There were automobiles early on in the uh, oh. in the rodeo parade because the auto was pretty new back in 1925. It's, like it's an Edsel probably down the street. Oh, long before Edsels. <laughs> it was a little Edsels, okay. <laughs> But um, so what happened was the parade basically wound through downtown and headed out to the rodeo grounds, which at that time were at the location of the uh, current university, Banner University Medical Center. Oh. Um, so that's where the rodeo was held for the first several years. And that began, began the uh, tradition of a parade to kick off the uh, rodeo. That's amazing. And do the math, 1925, why that's 98 years ago. So we're coming up on a big centennial for the Tucson Rodeo Parade, which is super exciting. But let's also just talk about some of the real facts about what's happening right now for the rodeo. Where can people go? Like it starts where? It's Ajo and? Ajo and Fair. Mm -hmm. uh, and the parade route then heads east on Ajo to Park, south on Park Avenue to Irvington, west on Irvington to South 6th Avenue, and then north on 6th Avenue and ends back at the rodeo grounds. There you are. Our grandstands are on Irvington between 6th and 3rd Avenue. And I believe people can find that information very easily online if they just go to TucsonRodeoParade.com, correct? Yes. All right. So easy to find, easy to spot, all that information on how to enjoy this great, great, great parade that's going to be this Thursday. It's very exciting. So kids, it's a shame you're going to miss it. You're in school. Wait a minute. How come all the kids are out of school? Is Tucson the only place in the entire country where kids get off for rodeo days? 
Frank, it is the only place in the United <laughs> States that lets school out for rodeo days. Amazing. And we're proud that the parade is part of that. The rodeo parade, as you said, was will be in its 98th year. Local school districts uh, close school for what we call rodeo days. Go, go figure. Yeah. How does that work, right? <laughs> so anyway, it's very exciting, and that's one of the reasons also that that our parade, unlike some other parades, is that we're able to include uh, several of the high school marching bands because they're off school. They're not missing school to participate. Oh. And um, so who doesn't love that, right? A parade right. with marching bands. And uh, uh, we have probably 500 horses that will be in the parade. Oof. People love, love watching that, right? Yeah. Uh, we have, uh, I think, about 88 uh, coaches, wagons, buggies, historic pieces of, of uh, rolling equipment that many of us have never even seen. Uh, some of them will be decorated and rolling in, in the uh, Tucson Rodeo Parade on Thursday morning starting at, at 9 o'clock. Well, that's right. So make sure you're out there on the streets taking a look. You know where to go and you know where to watch. Now, i got to ask you a personal question. I've always wondered if I could get away with this. I know it's a non-motorized parade. I have a 1969 VW bus. If we just hooked some... Uh, Horses up to that thing, but didn't turn it on. Can I be in the parade? Well, um, no, no. <laughs> that no. seems fair. Usually, people see me pushing it down the street from time to time, uh, so that's why I ask. You never know when you're just pushing right. a VW bus. We get bus. requests all the time for you know for for what would really actually be very cool entries. Yeah. Um, it's just that this particular parade is focused on the old west and the culture of of the southern Arizona traditions. And so we work really, really, diff really hard to try to keep it a non-motorized uh, and and mostly Western heritage. Uh, so so that uh, yeah that that car probably would be better in a. But we a use real point. horsepower. That's what I was about to say. There it is. He got it. He yeah, got it. You can, who needs those things? That's motorized right. nonsense. You're gonna scare all those ponies. You gotta look out for that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So uh, I know that the Tucson Rodeo Parade, all right, is such a big deal. And it is just like this piece that really kicks off the rodeo. I was talking to the Rotary Club uh, a few episodes ago. And one of their big fundraisers is selling beer at the actual rodeo. But let's talk about some of your sponsors. Who are some of the great sponsors that really get the Tucson Rodeo Parade moving? So as you know, uh, the parade has just as long a history as the rodeo does. We're approaching our 98th year. And we are proud to say that Desert Diamond Casinos is one of our top-level sponsors. They have been with us for decades. And they have uh, also put two wagons in the parade as opposed to just one wagon, which nice. is what we provide sponsors. Uh, they are a reliable and enthusiastic support of helping build our equipment as well as participating in the parade. Uh, KOLD Television, and we also have a Spanish uh, television a station uh, now called Estrella mm -hmm. TV 14 will be broadcasting live right next door to KOLD uh, for the parade. They are sponsors. Arizona Lotus, which yep. is where this uh, where this station is, and uh, Little Mexico is a steakhouse and restaurant. They have oh. two businesses. They are big sponsors. They are uh, one of our sponsors that provide uh, food on a regular basis to our volunteers, and there nice. are as many as 300 of, of those Oof. that it takes to help uh, manage the parade, help put it on, uh, help manage the streets and the crowds and the children that are so enthusiastic about it. Um, Sunbelt Rental, who would know that, that uh, a rental company is, is such a big deal with the parade? But because we operate year-round, maintaining the museum and maintaining over 100 
50 wagons and buggies, um, and we have various fundraising events to help put this parade on. Uh, Sunbelt Rentals is uh, uh, committed to uh, helping, helping us with equipment when it needs to be uh, available, heating, lighting, <laughs> cooling even, huh. sometimes in the museum, um, all kinds of uh, services that they provide. So we actually have like 18 or 19 sponsors, and that's just a few of them. Yeah. Uh, but they're all, uh, Stark Electric is another really uh, reliable one that's been with us for years and years and years. This year, our first uh, year is with Checksmart. And they come aboard. There's actually some uh, CheckSmart uh, banks, I guess, along uh, Ajo, right near the, the parade route. And uh, so we're very excited to have them involved this year. And, and uh, they'll be also having a wagon in the parade as, as part of that sponsorship as well. There you go. So if you've got a small business or someone in the community that you're thinking about getting involved, that 99th year is coming up quick, too. You can go get involved. I believe I saw some ways to submit. There's some deadlines right there on the website because, again, being a part of this parade, it's being a part of history. It's a big, it big deal. And you talk a lot about the history because there is the museum. That was my very next question because the Tucson Rodeo Parade is not just an annual affair. Tell me about the Parade Museum and everything that we might find inside. Well, the museum uh, houses our collection of over 150 rolling pieces of equipment, uh, horse-drawn equipment. Now, they're not all rolling. We have some sleds and (laughs) some uh, uh, sleighs, uh, but most of them are on wheels. Um, And we also have in the museum a depiction of a western town, a depiction of Tucson near the turn of the century. Wow. We actually have some equipment and, and business uh, accoutrements from local businesses that were around at that time here in, in Tucson. The Stork's Next Nest Birthing, birthing Center. Oh. Uh, we've got some um, um, uh, memorabilia from them. We've got them from the Seal Peterson uh, Dress Shop, the Jacob's Assay Office, and a local barber shop that was downtown before... Uh, the uh, area was raised, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a depiction of an old uh, an old west town plus all of the wagons and buggies that um, we have in our collection. Many that you may have seen in many of the uh, western movies that were filmed at Old Tucson back oh. in the forties, fifties, and sixties. No kidding. Any other movie props besides that? Uh, there are a few out there. Yes, wow. there are a few. That's so cool. I, we that's have so cool. we have one of the stagecoaches that. Most of us have seen in Western uh, movies, specifically with John Wayne, for example. Yeah. But we uh, all, when we, if we were growing up, I think we have at least seen him in television, if if not uh, in person. But those stagecoach, we have a stagecoach that uh, has been used in several movies with uh, John Wayne and has some very unusual features uh, to it to allow it to travel uh, safely through very rugged terrain in those days yeah. and uh, be able to transport, you know, a whole family. Well, yeah. again, they don't, they don't fill the potholes around here, so I'm sure they still need some of that. Sure. <laughs> it. Shocks. It's own shocks. <laughs> the Surrey with the fringe on top from the movie Oklahoma. No kidding. From our museum. Yes. Wow. It's still there and on display. See so, that? Go see some, a bit of history. Some of, some of Oklahoma was actually filled outside of Sonoida, Arizona. Wow. Go figure. And uh, so some of, some, some of the Oklahoma uh, movie set was intended to be in cornfields, and they actually— took some corn in plant planters yeah. and put the, them out in the field to make it look like corn was actually growing. The <laughs> University of Arizona potted over 2,000 corn stalks in coffee cans and transported them out there so that the scenes as they go through shows wow. these high uh, uh, ears of, you know, plants of corn 
<laughs> Pretty amazing. All together, it looks like a cornfield. That's amazing. <laughs> all the magic of movies. Yeah, that's that exactly. movie magic. Long before computer generated. Stuff. Yeah, no CG. <laughs> uh, we want practical effects. We want real wagons in Oklahoma. Uh, so the, that's the thing that we're talking about. It's ninety eight. All right, this is the ninety eighth because we're about to hit the hundredth for that. As a lot of great stuff in Tucson, Hotel Congress, the Rialto, the Fox Theater, a lot of things are hitting that centennial. So yeah. it's really a big part of Tucson's history that you're right there as well, being a part of this town for a long, long time. Uh, I made a funny movie. Uh, I do this from time to time where I play Scrooge. And Scrooge attends lots of things around Tucson. I'll force you to watch it in a little bit. But it's all about <laughs> him going to the Tucson Rodeo Parade. Oh, nice. And I found some classic footage of it, like very old, like over 50, 60 years old, that I do want you to see from the Tucson Rodeo Parade where it has like a giant walking in it. He's like this eight foot tall man yep. next to a very, very small man. And I was just like, this is incredible. So I have some old footage to show you that I'm sure you're familiar with. Yes, we've, oh, yeah. seen, that. Oh, we've yeah. seen that. I believe that was from the early 1930s. Wow. Yep. It's so impressive and so fun. So uh, as I keep looking around for some of the stuff, history, there is something that is kind of history making. And I believe it is this year's Grand Marshal. Tell me a bit about this amazing woman, Jessica Cox, because her story is something that's unbelievable. And I just kept clicking links as I found her on your website. Then I go to her site. Then I go, what are her books? What an impressive woman. Tell me all about her. She is an amazing woman, and we are very pleased and proud to have her as our Grand Marshal this year. She's a very inspirational person. For many who may not know, Jessica was born without arms, and uh, she has achieved so much in her life. Um, overcoming that, um, and she doesn't call it a disability, it's a different ability is, there you go. is the way she puts it, where she can uh, live life as normal as possible without arms. She drives, she uh, eats at restaurants, she flies. She's, she's the a pilot. first she's pilot, a pilot without arms. Yeah. And she's incredible. And part of the uh, the entry she will have with her is a, um, a, a, a fuselage that she is building as a simulator to assist other people with limb dif differences wow. to become pilots. And so we're going to have that f mounted on a flatbed. We couldn't get your... Um, uh, your bus on there, but we put a fuselage of an airplane on a on a wagon, Fair. and it'll go through the parade. <laughs> and he's, she's going to have many of her uh, the children who have been helped by her foundation uh, that assist uh, limb difference childrens, and uh, with her on the, her wagon and on that uh, float. That is such a big deal. So one of the really interesting pieces about Jessica, also Frank, is that she's local. Yeah, I so saw she's a graduate, right? She, well, she was born in Sierra Vista yep. and, wow. and uh, graduated from uh, the University of Arizona. Isn't that something? So, yeah. 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 Yep. So we ran into her the other day. She she uh, had gathered some of these children that she wants to ride uh, the float in the parade, like mm -hmm. many of us have done as we were growing up. Well, uh, she and her husband were gathering those children in our museum along with their parents to uh, help kind of explain to them about the float and their participation in the parade and how, how important it was to her. And, and those kids were so excited. It was so fun to see them uh, just uh, thinking about the idea that this might be the first time that they've actually been uh, to able to ride in the parade. Yeah. And uh, so uh, the limb differences was, was not uh, holding, holding any of those kids back any more than it's held uh, Jessica back. But she is an amazing person, and, and we highly recommend uh, folks to get on uh, her website and and uh, there's a terrific video about her um, on uh, that actually I think she she and a producer put together that's on the uh, Amazon uh, video 
that's uh, really, really incredible. I think it's called Right Footed. Okay. And I'll it's amazing. Right I've actually referred that, uh, that uh, video out to some of my uh, consulting business partners for a motivational uh, for employees yeah. and for managers because it really has it, it has so such a far reach in the ability as a motivational yeah. material. She's, she's an incredible motivational speaker. She'll Absolutely. be speaking to our volunteers on parade morning. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's right. That's where you got to cash that in. She's around. <laughs> that's fantastic. Now, she really was so inspirational to see. It's amazing, like, to have a local hero be involved and also being able to celebrate her. So well done. Um, let me ask you also this as well. How do you judge? There's there's a there's a prize here. These these floats, these carts, everything they they get judged. How do you judge us? Who, who what's the what's the big? Is there a big prize? Well, they're not big prizes. They are trophies. There you go, big trophy. Uh, we have eighteen uh, judging categories. Anything from colorful float to creative float to music categories, marching bands, uh, you know. Uh, Western writing groups, family groups, a whole whole uh, gamut of different areas. And we have uh, judges that we select and help us out uh, that uh, take a couple categories and judge the first, the top three from each category. And then overall, we've got three major prizes. We've got the Chairman's Award, the, I mean, I'm sorry, the Sweepstakes Award, named after Diane's father, Kurt Sullivan, who was a longtime member of the parade committee. We have the Chairman's Award and the Judge's Award. So those top three are the three top overall um, prizes for the parade, but then each category has a first and second place. There you go. I'm going to give you guys a little hint, all right? Because one time I was on the Rock 102.1 KFMA float, and we won second place. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, you know why? It woo-hoo. wasn't woohoo. It was yeehaw. Because <laughs> I took two big signs the night before. I made a giant sign that said yee. I made a giant sign that said haw. And as we were passing, I'd hold up each one, and the crowd went nuts for they each one. Yee and ha, yee and ha. I've taken those signs to Tucson Roadrunner hockey games. I've taken those signs to various things. It works every time. So if you want to tip That's to fantastic. it, yeah, if you want a little edge to get to at least second place, I can't say I had to win the whole thing. Uh, yee and ha works. That works. <laughs> that works. Yeah, crowd interaction is is uh, something we see a lot with uh, the parade entries, along with the you know interacting with those uh, spectators. You know, we've got about 150,000 spectators along the parade route, so yeah. all the more uh, reason to get them involved too. Yep. Is there anything specific this year you're looking forward to? Is there anything standing out? Well, um, for the last couple of years, we have had a model of the USS Tucson submarine. Oh. in our parade, sponsored by the Submarine Veterans of Southern Arizona. Um, so we're probably the only horse-drawn parade in the nation that has a submarine in it. That's amazing. Even <laughs> though it's a, mo- a scale model. But this week coincides <clears throat> excuse me, with Navy Week yes. here in Tucson. So we are very proud to have a lot of uh, Navy um, participants in our parade this year. Joining the Submarine Veterans is going to be um, uh, the uh, commander of the USS Cincinnati, and sailors from the USS Tucson, the USS Gabriel Giffords, and the USS John McCain. That's amazing. Our pre-parade entertainment is going to uh, include the U.S. Navy Honor Guard and Drill Team. And these are the guys that march, drill, and throw the rifles with bayonets to each other. It's quite a a performance we'll see before the parade. And uh, then we have a U.S. Navy soloist who is going to be singing the national anthem at our grandstands at 9 o'clock to kick it off. How to make, Way to make it that much more special. I'm excited for Navy Week. Uh, uh, the, uh, next week, 
I'm going to be interviewing uh, a marine biologist and an oceanographer from the Navy. Because nice. I hooked up with some people. They, they contact me, and I'm like, I would absolutely love to talk to an oceanographer from the Navy. Like, what have you seen? Because that's got to be interesting. And I don't think a lot of people realize, like, that there are those sorts of opportunities if you join the Navy. Yeah. You know? So that's fascinating. That's, that's really going to add a lot of extra excitement to this week and t- to this year's Tucson Rodeo Parade. Yes, it will. It will be. And we're, we're just ecstatic that the Navy has embraced us and, and – uh, has joined us and is they're all in and in, in being part of the, the crowd event. loves them. Yeah. The crowd loves them too. You talk about the yeehaw, but they they pay attention to these drill teams and they look fantastic too. Of course, uh, her brought up that that uh, one of the uh, Navy drill teams at the ceremonial will be participating in our what we call our pre parade entertainment, mm-hmm. which happens in the grandstands, and so we really encourage people to buy your tickets to the grandstands. Uh, if you buy it the day of the parade, which at this point a lot of people will be doing, mm-hmm. uh, the tickets are $12 for adults and $7 for children. Uh, if you can get it online now, you can still get them for 10 and 5 there So they're discounted right now. If you can buy them online, hurry and, hurry and do that. But in the grandstands is where this pre-parade entertainment happens. And um, one of the groups that's going to come in is their uh, – uh, square dancers and what they call round dancers and square dancers. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a mariachi band uh, and some folkloric dancers as well. Uh, then the drill team that, that we spoke about. So it's going to be a really a really fun time. That is a lot of entertainment. One one more. Yeah. The Tucson Chinese Cultural, and the Cultural Association Center. will have their lion dance team wow. doing their performance for us. So you're going to have a lot, a lot of good entertainment even before the parade gets there if you buy those grandstand tickets. Yeah, Macy's is going to sue you. Keep this up, jeez! Yeah. This is a heck of a it's, parade. So it's going to be awesome. As it gets bigger and better all the time, you mentioned earlier, how can people become volunteers and get more involved with the Tucson Rodeo Parade? So the parade committee uh, welcomes volunteers to come out and help on Sundays. Uh, we usually start. Uh, uh, bringing in volunteers as early as October or November on Sundays mm-hmm. to help us work on equipment and prepare the museum, do a variety of other preparation that it, that it takes. Uh, there's a, a form on the website that you can go in. It's uh, it's it's filed under the word support uh, for sponsors or for volunteers to go in, click on that, and you can fill out a form that you're interested in volunteering. So we need all kinds of volunteers from those that will work just on parade day. We have about 300 that do that. Uh, just working on parade day. And uh, we have some that come out and are more interested in helping in the museum. We have docent uh, tour guide positions. And we have uh, people, obviously, who have welding and electric. And and then we have the business side of the parade, which is some of the publicity and the sponsorship and organizing it. All right, so we're getting close to uh, wrapping it up here. But let me ask you both. If you had a genie grant you a wish for the Tucson Rodeo Parade, what would your wish be? And that could be for this year or for the 100th celebration. <laughs> I'd like to see it bigger and, and bolder with community support. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, a, uh, it's difficult because it's not your average parade for people to get involved in, in yeah. terms of actually being an entry, right? So it needs to be somebody who has some horse experience mm-hmm. or, or wants you know to be involved in riding a wagon. Uh, so I think... What we're seeing is over time, there's fewer and fewer of us, right, who actually own a wagon uh, that can put horses through the parade. Mm-hmm. So there's limitations on those numbers. So I would like to see that. I mean, if I had a, a wand, I would say, let's just, let's go back and make sure that we have, you know, a parade that can handle 
you know, maybe two or three hundred. You know, Uh, the other thing is, I think that having community involvement has always been a longstanding tradition in in Tucson in southern Arizona. Uh, We'll experience about 150,000 people along the route Mm -hmm. of that event. We're the largest one day event in all of Arizona. Really? In all of Arizona. Right. So that's. That's big, and yeah. so we're proud of that. And and so I'd like just to see additional businesses getting involved, uh, helping sponsor it, but also uh, finding a way to uh, get a wagon and, and a team of horses that they can rent and participate in the in the parade. I like that. If I had a uh, a wish, I would wish for more people to join us on the committee. Um, All right, I've been on that committee for thirty seven years, and uh, our numbers are dwindling. Um, volunteer opportunities are there. Um, becoming a member is a, is a process certainly by, uh, you know, coming in and, uh, working with us and then being, uh, cause it is a, uh, an elected, uh, group. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're very open to it, but our, our maximum number is 36 and we're down to about 28 active, uh, members of the committee right now. We've got a lot of volunteers and it is a, it is a com- time commitment. But it's a time commitment that once you do make that commitment, I think you'll. I found that I've enjoyed it for many, many years. Time well spent. My lesson to everyone from this show, my lesson to everyone in life, I always tell them volunteering will change your life. Don't try and do the things that you want to do. Go find people doing the things that you want to do and join up, help them out. And then you end up making friends, making new inroads, making new opportunities for you to just be involved in great, great things. And I just hear too many people think they're bored, Right. Uh, you're not bored. You're boring. Get off the couch, get outside and hang out with a bunch of fun folks that hang around horses all the time, care about the community, do a lot of fun stuff. And I'm sorry, it culminates in a parade. What's better than that? Exactly. Thank That's, you, Frank. Yes. I love a parade. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Today, we made friends with the chairman of publicity, sponsorship and public information officer, Diane Kulin, as well as the chairman of Entries and Lineup, and also public information officer Herb Wagner from the Tucson Rodeo Parade. Thank you for being my guests and making friends with me today. Thank you for having us, Frank. Thank you. Come out and see the parade. Oh, I will. This was Lifestyle Tucson. Time for a recap because we talked about a lot of great stuff and you didn't keep track of all that information. So let's talk about what we just talked about. And it's the fact that you just got to check out TucsonRodeoParade.com. Because you want to be a volunteer, don't you? Don't you got free Sundays? Come on, what are you up to? But don't you want to get together with a bunch of fun folks that care about horses and old timey carts, history, and we're coming up on that hundredth year. You could really just ride the coattails of this thing right to the centennial. So you might as well go volunteer now. And also, the biggest thing you're gonna to want to check out is our Grand Marshal Jessica Cox. Her story might be one of the greatest I've ever heard. So why don't you go follow up on her? She's a Guinness World Record holder. She has several black belts in Taekwondo, is a licensed pilot, author, motivational speaker. And remember, she accomplished all this after being born without arms. That's quite a story and it's something to behold. So one last time, I wanna thank our new friends at Tucson Rodeo Parade for joining me today. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. For more information about our program or to listen to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page on klpx.com, kfma.com, mixfm.com, or espntucson.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes and wherever fine podcasts are crafted. I'm your BFF, Frank Powers. Toot, toot, Tucson. I love you the most.